0: Hey everyone, it's Father Pat, here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings today are from the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The night of the Passover was known beforehand to our fathers, that with sure knowledge of the oaths in which they put their faith, they might have courage. Your people awaited the salvation of the just and the destruction of their foes. For when you punished our adversaries, in this you glorified us whom you had summoned. For in secret the holy children of the good were offering sacrifice and putting into effect with one accord the divine institution. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Exalt you just in the Lord. Praise from the upright is fitting. Blessed the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen for his own inheritance. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. See, the eyes of the Lord are upon those who fear him, upon those who hope for his kindness, to deliver them from death and preserve them in spite of famine. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Our soul waits for the Lord, who is our help and our shield. May your kindness, O Lord, be upon us, who have put our hope in you. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, faith is the realization of what is hoped for and evidence of things not seen. Because of it, the ancients were well attested. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called out to go to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. He went out, not knowing where he was to go. By faith, He sojourned in the promised land, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and maker is God. By faith he received power to generate, even though he was past the normal age, and Sarah herself was was sterile, for he thought that the one who had made the promise was trustworthy. So it was that there came forth from one man himself as good as dead, descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and as countless as the sands on the seashore. All of these died in faith. They did not receive what had been promised, but saw it and greeted it from afar, and acknowledged themselves to be strangers and aliens on earth. For those who speak thus show that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land from which they had come, they would have had the opportunity to return. But now they desire a better homeland, a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when put to the test, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was ready to offer his only son, of whom it was said, Through Isaac, descendants shall bear your name. He reasoned that God was able to raise even from the dead, and he received Isaac back as a symbol. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not be afraid any longer, little flock, for your father is pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your belongings and give alms. Provide money bags for yourselves that do not wear out, and an inexhaustible treasure in heaven, that no thief can reach nor moth destroy. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. Gird your loins and light your lamps, and be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding, ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants, whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Amen, I say to you, he will gird himself, have them recline at table, and proceed to wait on them. And should he come in the second or third watch and find them prepared in this way, blessed are those servants. Be sure of this, if the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be prepared, for in an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. Then Peter said, Lord, is this parable meant for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, Who then is the faithful and prudent steward whom the master will put in charge of his servants to distribute the food allowance at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master finds on arrival doing so. Truly, I say to you, the master will put put the servant in charge of all his property. But if that servant says to himself, My master is delayed in coming, and begins to beat the manservants and the maidservants to eat and drink and to get drunk, then then that servant's master will come on an unexpected day, and at an unknown hour, and will punish the servant severely, and assign him a place with the unfaithful. That servant who knew his master's will, but did not make preparations, nor act in accord with his will, shall be beaten severely, and the servant who is ignorant of his master's will, but acted in a way deserving of a severe beating, shall be beaten only lightly. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much, and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I was visiting a friend's neighborhood pool last Saturday, and since it was a really hot weekend, there was a, uh, you know, quite a number of people there. While I was uh, reading a book and pretty absorbed in it, I couldn't help but overhear the conversation between an eight-year-old boy who was obviously visiting his grandparents and one of their neighbors. By way of introduction, the child offered his name and one other critical bit of information. One day, he would work for NASA. His new adult friend was pretty impressed by the self-assurance of this uh, rising third grader. It's pretty impressive to know, even before you've learned fractions, that you're going to be working in a field requiring a doctorate in physics. you got to give the kid credit for planning ahead, I guess. People of faith are a lot like that eight-year-old space explorer, though. Living today, like tomorrow, is already here. The unnamed author of the letter to the Hebrews gives us Abraham as an example of that. What man, especially one in the twilight of his life, would voluntarily leave his homeland and all that he knows for the promise of a land he had never seen? And yet, that's exactly what Abraham does. And to make it even more amazing, the promise includes not only property, but descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, from the womb of his barren wife, Sarah, who's well past childbearing age. And if that's not crazy enough, then When their miracle son is born, Abraham is willing to sacrifice that very son at God's command. Why? Because Abraham knows the future. He knows the future, even though he can't see it. He knows that he'll be the patriarch of many, many, many many nations, even if it seems impossible to everybody else. And for those who say he's crazy, well, he had all the evidence he needed. Isaac. Isaac was the foreshadowing of, of what was certain to come. Another unnamed author of the Book of Wisdom provides yet another example in our first reading. He speaks of the sure knowledge of the enslaved Hebrew people at the time of the Passover. They prepare and eat a meal, dressed, packed, and ready to flee Egypt and the pharaoh. Even though they're weak, they're slaves, and their captor, the Egyptians, has overwhelming power. But they know, without a doubt, that they will be leaving Egypt that night all 600,000 of them. Why? How do they know that? Because the Lord had made them a promise, just as he had done for Abraham. All the plagues were just a preview of what God was going to do. They would claim the land given to their forefathers through Abraham. Even the harsh desert in between and the fearsome Egyptian armies wasn't going to stop them. And if they didn't get there, well, then their children would get there but they would take the first steps to make it possible. Their slavery was over, and the plagues were just the beginning. In the gospel, Jesus urges his disciples to have the faith of Abraham and the confidence of the Hebrew slaves. He instructs them to leave everything behind and to give away all they have as the day has come to claim the kingdom. In the parable, Jesus' words invoke memories of the past and foreshadow what is to come. He says, Gird your loins and light your lamps. That's a similar instruction to what the Lord said to the Hebrews when he was preparing uh, when they were preparing the first Passover meal. In the image of the servants preparing for their master's return from a wedding, the action occurs, we are told, in the second or third watch of the night. The second watch being from 9 p.m. to midnight, just after dark, and the third watch being from midnight to 3 a.m., when the cock first crows. Remember the passion Happens during those very hours. It begins probably sometime around nine, ten o'clock at night, and and it continues when through that second and third watch, when the cock crows. Remember Peter's reaction to when the cock crows. But these are only signs, you know. Th- th- these these predictions or whatever are only signs that the master is set to return. The servant's role in the parable is to be ready to receive the master, for though many have lost hope. He is at the door. He's at the threshold. He's on his way. He's almost there. And when he arrives, the faith-filled servants are going to rejoice. Are they foolish to believe? Well, recall this scene from earlier in Luke's Gospel. John summons two of his disciples and sends them to the Lord to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? When the men came to him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? At that time he cured many of their diseases, sufferings, and evil spirits. He also granted sight to many who are blind. And he said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. In other words, they have all the evidence they need and so do we. We only need to think about the many moments to remember the many moments that God has revealed himself to us in our own lives. Peter then asked Jesus, Lord, is this parable meant for us or for everyone? The Lord's answer is that we too have a choice to believe and to be called fools, or to do what is quote-unquote reasonable in the eyes of man, seeking immediate fulfillment and hoping the next world is somehow different from this one but these are the consequences. Who then is the faithful and sp- and this is from the gospel. Who then is the faithful and prudent steward whom the master will put in charge of his servants to distribute the food allowance at the proper time. Blessed is that servant whom his master finds on arrival doing so. Truly I say to you the master will put that servant in charge of all his property. But if that servant says to himself, the master is delayed in coming and begins to beat the men servants and the maid servants to eat and drink and to get drunk, then that servant's master will come on an unexpected day, and in an unknown hour, and will punish the servant severely and assign him a place with the unfaithful. My, uh, the book that I was reading at the pool last weekend is titled "Leadership in Turbulent Times." Author and historian Doris Kearns Goodwin uh, writes about four U.S. presidents who fulfill fulfill their uh, ultimate destiny, in part by their belief from a young age that they are chosen for transformative leadership. One of those four, the first of the four, actually, is Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln grew up in poverty in Kentucky, Indiana, and Illinois. His father was uneducated and uh, needed young Abraham to do manual labor to provide for the household, especially after his wife dies when Abraham's only nine years old. Lincoln has had almost no formal education, but he taught himself to read, and once he taught himself to read, he read a lot. At 21, he left his father's household to establish himself. He started his own business and ran for his first public office at the age of 23. He was elected to the Illinois State Legislature, his first elected position at the age of 25. He was admitted to the Illinois Bar at age 27. Entirely self-educated, by the way, never having attended law school. An amazing story, yeah, but it likely started not all that differently from our future NASA physicist who I met at the pool. Lincoln knew he was destined for greatness. He used time and the human condition, not as obstacles, but as collaborators, and his was a self-fulfilling prophecy. If human beings can have such confidence in themselves, then how can we not have confidence in God? Each time we celebrate the Eucharist, we not only recall, but become participants in the Paschal Mystery. Lighting our lamps and girding our loins, we are those servants preparing for and expecting the Master's return in the midst of the darkness that overwhelms people of little or no faith. We look not to a better future far beyond our reach, but for the kingdom here and now, having seen the evidence of God's glory in both past generations and in our own lives. The late Carmelite spiritual writer, uh, Father Wilfred Stinneson, in his book Eternity in the Midst of Time, writes, compared to eternity, time can seem inferior, degenerate. But this is an abstract speculation. If we look at man's purpose and destiny, which is to be introduced into the life of the Trinity, then it's clear that time is a gift. Time gives us a chance to grow. Thanks to time, What God has placed within us can germinate and become a tree. Because of time, we have the possibility of participating in God's creation ourselves. We're created not to endure time, but to transform it in cooperation with God's grace. But we have to have faith. Faith in God. Faith that, in the second and third watches of our time, our very lives are a self-fulfilling prophecy. The future is now. And we are in it. So put on your spacesuit, because it's time to blast off. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a great day.